Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The Game. There will be no brooms. There will be no sweep. The Golden State Warriors get hammered tonight by the Houston Rockets, 127-105 in Game 2. The series is now even 1-1. to You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And tonight was a game that didn't look anything like Game 1. The Houston Rockets came out and took control of the ball game early and kept in control. And the Warriors probably got beat by their, let's say, biggest disparity of the playoffs. I think this game was more lopsided than the game three in New Orleans in in round two. Yeah, and I got to tip my cap to the Houston Rockets. I thought the series was over after one game. I overreacted, but damn it, there's a reason the team in red, you know, had the most wins in the regular season. And I'm going to just say this because there's a lot going on social media and through my mind. As great as Steph Curry is, Stani, if this continues to where he doesn't mirror the, 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 the sharpshooter, Houston, we got a problem. The Warriors can't beat the Rockets just thinking we can give it to KD and KD go do his thing as great as he is. It's going to take a team effort, and tonight the Splash Brothers were somewhat cold. They were cold. Yeah, Klay Thompson 3-for-11, Stephen Curry 7-for-19. Hey, Kevin Durant was the only guy who seemed to come to play tonight. He was 13-for-22 for 38 points, but the Warriors didn't get Big-time efforts from anybody else, really. And you look at the Houston Rockets, and they got big-time efforts from plenty of people. Ariza with 19. P.J. Tucker with 22. They had Harden, of course, got his 27 like usual, but it was Eric Gordon with also 27. Uh, He got stuff going to the basket. He got stuff from beyond the arc. And... It was an interesting ball game. I can't say that I didn't think the Rockets had a chance. I thought it was going to be a little tougher. There were a few moments when it looked like the Warriors might claw back into the game, but every time the, the Rockets would hit hit big shots. And I'm telling you, the only the only thing that kept the Warriors from losing the night by 40, maybe 45, was was – Kevin Durant. I mean, that that was it, Guru. Yeah, we talked about uh, the Houston offense uh, last last game, but, Stoney, I'm a bit bothered by the defensive effort tonight. They were going at Steph Curry, okay? If you heard that before, raise your hand. But 
it just seemed like I kept waiting for that Golden State Warrior stop, that defense to say enough is enough, and tonight they couldn't get it. And you look at the final score, 127. I don't need to tell you in a playoff game, that's a whole hell of a lot of points. You know, the thing I kept thinking as the fourth quarter was unfolding is just how how we don't know anything, really. Mm. How we think we know, but we don't know anything. A- anybody who talked about game two, well, what, what do the Rockets have to do to win? Well, Harden's got to play great, and Chris Paul's got to play. Well, you know what? Harden was 9 for 24 tonight. He was 3 for 15 from three-point range. 3 for 15. And the Rockets won by 20. You think about that. Chris Paul, he was okay. Chris Paul, 16 points, 6 assists. 6 for 14, 1 for 5 from three-point range. Chris Paul and James Harden, boy, they have to play well for the Rockets to win. Really? Rockets just blew out the Warriors, and those guys were below average. So the only point I, I want to make there is just you just never know how games are going to be won or lost. You are correct, my friend, and is it just me? You let me know, Steiny. The Warriors have somebody running at them at the three-point line consistently. It's like their comfort zone is gone. Normally, you know, you get that, Oh, let me look yonder, and then I'll let it fly. The Rockets are almost, do I dare say, taking that away because when they're out there, they're running them off, and Steph Curry all of a sudden looks like Allen Iverson going to the basket because he doesn't have the time to let go of a shot from deep. Is, am I looking at it wrong? I mean, listen, all I know is I, I said 10 times after game one that – the reputation the Rockets have for not being able to deal with adversity, for you know, not being able to, to, to gut games out, you know, I said that you, you can't rely on that. And I said, if this Rockets team goes down without a fight, I'd be shocked. I mean, I would have just been shocked if the, if the Rockets would have gotten blown out tonight. So the Rockets showed that they've got some heart, they got some grit, they still might not win the series. In fact, I obviously would would still keep my money on the Golden State Warriors, but I think the Rockets at least showed some people out there who thought they might have been a joke that, you know, the Warriors are going to have to get conscientious if they want to beat them. I wonder what Coach Kerr's going to do with the Hamptons 5 because I didn't see another good start tonight, Stiney. I didn't see one in game one. I think a lot's being made of who's starting, I don't like Iggy starting. Can I dare say maybe that it's throwing the team off? Well, I don't – I mean – I'm just throwing it out there, well, man. Well, how did it throw them off against the Pelicans in, in game four? Uh, it didn't. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you can't – you can't blame it on that after everybody loved – everybody loved that lineup and Steve Kerr's been saying – I love that lineup. It gives us a defensive presence. The the defense was fine in the first quarter. I mean, they only gave up 26 points, Golden State did. But the Rockets made shots. I mean, sometimes, you know, you look at last game and you're like, well, Harden can't shoot like that. And the But, you know, it's it, this is what they mean. It's a make-or-miss league. And you already 16, touched on 16 it. 16 for 42. Yeah. The, the, the Rockets from three and the Warriors were nine for 30. Harden didn't have his best game and they won. That's what I don't like. Yeah. 
I mean, James Harden ends up with uh, 27, but 9 for 24. Took a couple bad long threes. So, you know, Steph Curry struggled tonight with with the shot. 7 for 19. What about defensively, Stoney? That's That's where people are talking. Well, it's not just Steph Curry. I, I think you see what they're doing. Is that, Yes, they're attacking Steph Curry because he's in the game most of the time. But as soon as Nick Young was in the game, too, they attacked Nick Young. This is a team that likes to find matchups. And the, the, the problem is, is that the Warriors are so good at switching that it's hard to create the, uh, an ideal matchup. So I think they've tried to simplify it and just say, look, we got to go at Curry when he's in the game. When you're on the perimeter and Curry's defending you, you got to try to be aggressive and and make him work. And I think that's what the Rockets are doing. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to jump in. This series is all even, one game apiece. And I just, I got to say it. I just got to say it. This is what drives me crazy. Not about you, but it drives, Barkley, Towney, it drives me crazy. That when people see game one of a series and say it's going to be a sweep. But you got to react to something. Yeah, okay, react in a rational manner. I mean, and just say this happened. But you didn't blow your lid after game one. You kind of. I told you, you I was under, not going to no, say one say, thing after game that. one. But damn, a metamorphosis this big to where yes. they went almost by 30, 22 yes. points. Yes. Where was the great Kevin Durant tonight? Not that he was. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, where was Kevin Durant? I felt like the Rocket defenders, okay, he's going to rock, oh, Bob, baby, and then get in the lane and then do the turnaround. You can't make it. He's not a robot. He, he 13 can't make for every 22. Shot. No, he, phenomenal, but he needs help. That's what I'm saying. Well, isn't that what Harden said last game? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I, there were, you know, there were some troubling things. They come back to Oracle Arena, they got the advantage. They're already seven point favorites in game three. Obviously, the Warriors aren't going to panic, but not a lot of people were given the Rockets, I shouldn't say a chance, but I, this is what I just didn't think they were going to come out in the fetal position. They're, they're too good. They're too good. Maybe You know what? Maybe they needed a game to get their feet under them. To get a feel for the Western Conference well, Finals. Well, that's, that's scary because uh, they brought it tonight, and I got to give Dan Tony credit. What did he say? He stepped to the mic. He did not back up or try to change. He said, we're not doing anything different. Do you see tonight the Rocket offense making a consistent effort to do something different, or it, did it look like Mira game on Rockets? Because it did to me. They just hit shots. P.J. Tucker, Ariza. So it was, you thought they just hit shots? Yeah. Not they just right, yeah, but, but see, I think at the end I, of the day, the ball went in by the supporting cast. Right, but I, I think one of the reasons the ball went in was because James Harden and or Chris Paul were not holding the ball as long. There was, in fact, there was a possession I marked down. It was I think in the second quarter. It it was an innocuous play where Harden was dribbling the ball. He tried to do something. Nothing happened, and he passed it right away. And there were like 14 seconds on the shot clock. He was not doing that the other night. He was, he was making two or three stabs at the rim or trying to drive. I think when he got the ball, they made a concerted effort to, listen, make, go ahead and make your move, but try to make it in the first three to five seconds. You can't be standing out there dribbling and going nowhere. And, and at least that... 
made the Rockets play a little faster, and it just felt like more people then got involved because it wasn't Harden holding it until there were six seconds left, and now the ball was moving a little bit. And that's why I think they probably shot better from three. So it was a combination of things, I think. Let me throw something at you. Steph Curry was two. He's two of thirteen in the series from three point land, three point land. Mm-hmm. He missed his first six threes tonight. I asked Steinmetz to put him on your uh, your your TV, can your table. Can you dissect what you're seeing from Steph Curry? Because to me, north and south, he's fine. It's east and west. I feel like they're right. taking advantage of him. Well, he's healthy. I mean, he's got to defend better then. I mean, Which, if he was fully healthy, this still he would, be fully a, healthy. It would be a big deal. He's fully healthy. Who says he's not fully healthy? No, it's just it, it, it's out there that Remen defensively, it, it, I, I'm just I see a, glimpses of 2016 to where. Please, no, no, no. He said he felt great after the game. Of Curry course, said he, he's fine. That's what kind of guy say he, he is. can't. Curry, I feel great. Let's hear it. Feeling great. Um... Tonight, as a whole, I uh, didn't find a rhythm early. Uh, had some decent looks from from three um, that could have changed the momentum of the game early uh, in the first half. But um, for the most part, it's just uh, a frustrating night all the way around. They made some adjustments, got other guys involved, and they made plays. And uh, that's kind of how a series like this is going to be in game after game. It's going to be a chess, chess match. And um, tonight we just didn't make enough plays to stop the momentum in this building. And that was the difference in the game. You know, P.J. Tucker, Trevor Reza, Eric Gordon, um, they stepped up tonight. So got to be ready for that kind of uh, aggressiveness uh, from them in game three. Um, keep doing what we're doing. There's Steph Curry talking about physically and and what kind of happened uh to the Warriors out there on the court tonight. How about Draymond Green? Kind of quiet tonight. Yeah, huh? I didn't I didn't really I, notice a lot of Draymond Green thing. tonight. Yeah, that's not a good thing. The Rockets you, again, tip your cap. I thought they were done, Stoney. Mentally, it's not about basketball reasons. Mentally, I thought game 1 reminded them of what they had to do, how big of a hill they had to climb. And tonight they come out and they blocked out the noise and won by 22 going away. The game was over with six or seven minutes left in the fourth. Did you really? Like, I don't – what did you What did you expect, though? I, I mean, these are pro athletes. They, they're – I mean, the, the one guy's the MVP. They got they're, – they're good. Yeah, but you hear I about – you, you, you hear about the reputations, and it's my fault I got caught up in it. You see the gifs with, with – Harden slapping Harden's hand away and and the lead, your star player saying he needs help, it just comes across like, oh, these are the same old Rockets. They don't believe. Well, you know what, Steiny? They do believe. They are who I thought they were, and then I thought they were not. And Sunday is, it is a big day for the Warriors organization, man. I need more. I need to know, was this just an off night? Well, the Warriors have had had nights like this before. We saw more of them this year than in the past. They've had a problem with complacency. And you could make the case that, listen, we, we're judging the Warriors like they're one of the best teams in basketball history. Now, maybe they are. But if you judge them as a playoff team that came in with the number two seed, 
They went down to Houston and they got a split. Any other team on planet Earth, that would be a great start to a series. So I, I think I think the standards are almost ridiculous when you when it comes to the Warriors. I mean, I, I would bet that they're going to win both games in Oracle. If I had again, if I had to bet, I'm so done I, betting. I don't. Well, you know, I can't tell you whether to yeah, right, bet or yeah, not. But I'm just. I, I mean, all I'm all I'm saying is the Rockets. You know, they're competitors. Just they, you know, they compete. Can I it's give like, you another fun fact? Sure. This was the first game of Kevin Durant's tenure here in Golden State where he didn't have an assist. Yeah, see, that's now an that's a stat. stat. That is a stat. Yeah. What did they have for the night? Only twenty-one assists for the Warriors. But again, it goes when you're off, you're off, and the Splash Brothers were off tonight. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Let's go to Robin in San Francisco. Hey, Robin. Hi. How you doing? Doing um, well. I called in once before before the series got started. I'm the one that had the healthy uh, concerns about the Houston Rockets. And I want to point out uh, what I stated then that I'd like to reinforce now that nobody is mentioning. I said then, our bench has to show up. Our bench has to show up. Yeah, we didn't play good defensively. Things were off offensively. But our bench did not show up, and theirs did, among other things. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am, Robin. And and I know specifically what you're referring to. You're referring to early in the second quarter when the Warriors had Livingston, West, Draymond Green, and Nick Young on the floor along with Clay Thompson. Uh, that group got outplayed by the Rockets. And that's when the Rockets were able to push a five-point lead into double digits. And one thing people are going to start asking is, can David West contribute in this series? I mean, Man. he was he was a minus six in in six minutes, but he made two. I mean, he made he left three he two dunks. Yeah, but he left two wide open. You don't lead a corner. All right, let's go to let's go to KD. He's at the podium right now. Kevin Durant. Because uh, I kind of get to dictate the defense and kind of uh, be the anchor and be able to talk and we be able to fix even our switches. We get to fix stuff. Uh, and we get the, you know, we kind of make other teams go small and have to play the same lineup. And we feel like our, our smart lineup is the best. We don't think, uh, you know, we, we get what we want on offense and on defense. We switch everything and we have guys getting up. Uh, you know, we, we love our lineup. James, Kim Davis from Chalk Talk. After Monday night's game and after even on yesterday, you guys talked about how it's just doing what you do, right? Executing and, and being better at it. After tonight, Steph sounded just like you guys did. And that basically, this is going to be a chess match. Whoever can play their game the best. Is that what we should expect from the series? I wouldn't call it a chess match. I would just say we have to we focus on what we're supposed to do. We don't we're really worry about who we're playing against. Like if we come out and be some dogs and, and, and do what we did tonight, it doesn't matter. But if we don't, then we see the results in game one. You know, so it's not about chess match or what they're doing, it's about us. PJ, uh, Houston Crockett. That of course was James Harden, not Kevin Durant. And Robin was talking about the bench and when we went to Robin, that's always from the fans, brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it nations. And Listen, this is one of those games where you can go up and down the roster and say nobody was good except Kevin Durant. 
Iguodala wasn't good. Clay and Steph weren't good. The bench wasn't good. So, yes, you can pick out the bench, but the bench alone wasn't responsible for the loss. No, and don't. how dare anybody come up with that? Don't get to the playoffs now and start blaming the bench. You got to go with the Fantastic Four, and the bottom line is the Fantastic Four uh, got outplayed tonight. I got a guy, Ian, my man Ian, telling me I'm overreacting. This is the Warriors' M.O. all season. They did it game three against the Pelicans. They did it against the Spurs. Not when they were up only one single game. This series is tied. This is a series. And at the end of the day, the spa- the Splash Brothers have to shoot better if this team's going to beat the Rockets. And the last couple of weeks, Matt, the Ro- they haven't got it done from deep. I'm just and we just shun it. Oh, it's no big deal. Kevin Durant will save us. But guess what? He ain't gonna be able to save you every time. And tonight, you know, three of twelve com- combined from the Splash Brothers. That's not that's not good. Certainly not Splash Brothers like. That's for sure. The one thing we got to find out about there may be you know, Chris Paul. Oh man, was a little banged up at the end of that ball game. Now he's got four days off before Sunday's game three. And he didn't appear to be icing when they showed him very late in that game, but he he did have ice on it when he came out, I think, at the nine-minute mark or something. No, I guess it was a little little less than that, maybe six, six and a half, something like that. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a big-time effort, big-time effort by the Houston Rockets. The other thing, here's the other thing I think we got to get uh, – you know, you've got to come to terms with. I mean, you're you're here talking about how it's unfair. They're, they're so good, it's unfair this morning. And, you know, they're great, but the other guys get paid. I mean, you can beat the Warriors. You can beat them. Doesn't happen a lot, but you can beat them if you play well. And does it sound like I'm discrediting the Rockets tonight when I say a lot of tonight and why the Warriors lost is on them themselves? Who? And – Clay Thompson, uh, that no, thing from the I, distance means a lot to me. When the Warriors are hitting that shot, that's a problem. No, I, I think they got beat tonight. Mm. It, I think the War, I think the Rockets beat the Warriors tonight. The Warriors did not lose that game. They got they got flat out beat. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven is the number. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. one of the best offenses probably at all times, at least with Golden State. They're one of the best all-time teams. We're trying to prove we we're up there with them. You're not going to come in and change the way you play, and that's the way we played all year. Sometimes we get bogged down, but usually because we can't get out in transition, can't get that force, and then the ball seems like all we do is keep it. But again, we are who we are, and we had to be who we are. We just did it better, longer. Guys believe it. I mean, we're not going to change anything up. Uh, that would be that would be silly on my part to panic. I mean, you, you don't do that. We're very comfortable about who we are, and we can beat anybody anywhere at any time, playing the way we play. Now, some people might not like it. Hey, sorry, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, it might not look good to some people, but it's effective, it's efficient, and it's the you know, it's one good thing about Golden State is that Steve Kerr does a great job. He plays exactly the way that team has to play. He t- took his talent figured it out, and they are very efficient, one of the best teams ever. We, as a coaching staff, try to do the same thing. You take what you have, you figure out what you can do, what it maximize each one of our players, try to get them career years, and we try to maximize what they do. 
this is the best way that this team, I think, not, and I could be mistaken, but obviously I believe in it, that we play. And we're going to play that and then live with the results. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, 95-7 The Game. That's a coach's interview brought to you by Faria. Check out Faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Jeez, everybody said Mike D'Antoni didn't have any answers the other day. Looked overmatched. Looked like a deer in the headlights. Sound pretty confident tonight. Yeah, and Houston came out with great defensive uh, intensity. And Steiny, nobody's talking about it. I'm watching. I'm looking. They're in the Warriors' space. And that's going to be a problem. I'm eager to see how the Warriors combat that. Let's go to Marlon in Vallejo. What's up, Marlon? Yo, Tiny Guru. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, Hopefully I can get all my thoughts off my chest here that I collected for this call. But um, first and foremost, if you are a Warriors fan, you should have nothing to be worried about at this point. I'm always going to run with the four four All-Stars versus the other two, and I'm going to run with the coach that's won two titles over the other coach that's barely, you know, could only sniff the finals, okay? But my, my, my takeaway from Game 1 and Game 2 was that there's a common denominator here. Kevin Durant goes for over 35-plus. My problem that I saw is that Clay Thompson is not the first option. Every time Kevin Durant is the first option, the featured scorer for the team, our offense goes stagnant. It, it looked like how the Rockets played in game one. It looked like ice ball. Curry brings it up or, or Green brings it up, and we pass the ball right to Durant. We already know what he's going to do. He's going to try and get his get to his spot. When Clay and Curry are just standing around, of course it's going to be easier to defend them as opposed to them running through screens and everything, getting their shots off of curls and draft screens, all of that, pin downs, whatever you want to call it. But the biggest glaring problem I'm starting to see, guys, is that we are missing shooters off the bench. There was one lineup that Kerr had out there when where Curry was the lone shooter. Maybe Nick Young was out there, but it was Livingston, Iguodala, and I believe Looney. They were all out on the floor with them, and you're not going to be able to – face the floor and get any kind of shots or any kind of offense going with that kind of lineup. Gotcha. All right. Hey, Marlon, got to get to other people, but good good points. Yeah. Good points, absolutely. Look, Iguodala is that stabilizer. He's that glue guy. But he he's that now. guy that, that comes to play in the postseason. Can't score. Doesn't want to score. He's almost like a perimeter version, in a way, of Dennis Rodman. He, he It's almost like he's running away from the basket. He he doesn't want to get to the foul line, it seems. Took four shots tonight. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know they've got other shooters, but you know, he's got to get some easy buckets, too. From the 5-1-0, I wish you guys would talk about how Curry is becoming a major, all capitals major, liability on defense with the Rockets constantly switching to get Curry on isolation. That's from James in the five. I don't like seeing Curry on the floor, and there, it's no secret they are going at him, Matt. What do you mean you don't like to see him on the floor? Yeah, he's been going to demolition, man. For whatever reason, he, he's on the ground a lot. Oh, in the oh, first I got two you. games, I, you know, I don't like it, and he's he's being ultra aggressive on offense, but I feel like they're taking the three ball away, and that's what I don't like. I'm not comfortable with that. Well, wouldn't you try to take the three away from Curry? Do you know how many teams have tried and you can't do it? Now I feel like Houston's on to something. What are they doing specifically? 
running at the three-point shooters and making Curry become Allen Iverson and take it to the basket. Well, he was seven for so he was six. I mean, he was six for eleven from two point two point range. Yeah, and that was going. I mean, man, he's finishing. Yeah, he he is. What about Draymond the turnovers? Real quick, what was he doing with that extra pass? Was it trying to be extra fancy he always, he's or always, that's, he always, that's the style? Yeah, he takes he makes risky play. He makes risky passes. When they work, they look great, and mm. sometimes when they don't, they don't. Let's go to. Uh, it's time for the stop of the game. Stop of the game is brought to you by Quick Stop. Markets fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Gordon gets it back guarded by Looney. Head fake, dribble drive by Gordon. Slow motion move blocked by Looney. Loose ball picked up by Igadala. There it was. Stop of the game. Warriors actually had one. Hey, by the way, you know what? Here's another thing. Give this it was, to me. This was uh, something I, I have jotted down. Everybody laughs at James Harden's defense, and it's not good. But he's he's bad on the perimeter. He's passable as a post-up defender. There was a time in the third quarter where the Warriors were trying to make some noise, and Durant was in the mid-post two times on what I think were consecutive possessions against Harden. He did a nice job both times, forced misses. The Rockets get buckets down the other end. If we're going to talk about Steph Curry's one steal uh, that led to uh, an Iguodala dunk that put the Warriors up eight the other day, uh, we got to talk about James Harden. Got a couple of stops on Durant at the time when the Warriors are kind of knocking on the door or at least trying to bust through and get, get into single digits. So, you know, Harden's not a great defender. We all know that. But... He's less worse when he's defending somebody in the low post because he is pretty strong. What do you make of the uh, caller's point about the Warriors bench and their lack of? I'm, st- I'm I know Steiny. You say, "Hey, the starters play heavy volume minutes." He is right. There's not a lot of firepower outside of Nick Young on that bench. It's funny because John Dickinson and I were talking. Oh gosh, a couple months ago. And we're talking about how the Warriors are likely to win it. And so we started talking about, well, what – how could they not not win it? What, what would have to happen other than injuries? And one of the things I said was, you know, sometimes uh, guys get old in a hurry in the NBA. And I said, worst-case scenario is you could get deep into the playoffs and all of a sudden you realize – Maybe he can't play David West, or David West all of a sudden isn't a factor, and Livingston, who's getting up there a little bit, uh, isn't a factor. And even Iguodala, who's coming off the bench at that point, you know, he's getting up there. And then you combine those three veterans with Nick Young, who's not very reliable, Jordan Bell, who doesn't seem to be playing anymore and probably won't, JaVale McGee is up and down. Quinn Cook just got here. I said maybe there's a scenario in which their bench is just no factor. And right now, if I can help you out, Stoney, if you look at a weak point or a weakness of the Golden State Warriors 2018, it is the bench. Well, there's no doubt. Yeah, the well, the good news is, I always thought when you don't play the bench, that means you're going to play the starters more minutes, which is usually good. But the starters, except for Kevin Durant, they just 
they weren't very good tonight. Time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant crosses midcourt, guarded by Capella, takes one dribble, takes a three, and just drilled it. And I mean, he just drilled that. I think Capella had no idea he was going to rise and shoot. There it is, the play of the game. No brooms. No brooms. By the way, it's tough to pick out a big shot when the game's 22 points. Uh, When there's a 22-point difference. But the shot of the game was midway through the fourth quarter with seven and a half minutes left. The Warriors had cut it to 11. And Eric Gordon took a fadeaway three with Draymond Green hanging on him. And it goes in. LaMarcus Aldridge had a similar play in the game that the Spurs beat the Warriors in the playoffs uh, to that play. Yeah, and that put him up 14, and, you know, he misses that. You're you're having a great defensive uh, sequence, and a guy breaks your back with a fadeaway three. Instead of coming down and getting it into single digits, it's back up to 14. That took a little bit of the uh, juice away from the Warriors' run. All right, when we come back, we'll take more of your calls. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I just think this game was a matter of uh, the Rockets bringing the, the force that's necessary to win a game, and, and we didn't. You know, we had seven turnovers, I think, in the first quarter. We set the tone um, early with our own play and um, allowed them to get some confidence and... Um, some easy buckets and you know we let guys get gone a little bit but you know give them the credit they came out and played uh, a great game and they got everybody going and so they got uh, you know we got what we deserved so they they kicked our butts no other way to say it now back to warriors wrap up on the home of every warriors playoff game 95-7 the game Welcome back, everybody, to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're going to go out and visit with our reporter, John Dickinson, who's in Houston. Uh, Some good news before I do that. Tonight is the Warriors' fourth worst playoff loss under Steve Kerr. So they've had three losses that were worse. And the good news is the Warriors came out and won the next game after that. So there you go. J.D., Joining us from Houston, how you doing? And wow, what a difference a game makes! Yeah, what's going on, guys? It's it's pretty crazy when you when you think about it. I mean, and it almost feels like from being in the post game press conferences and being in the locker room uh, and being here, obviously throughout the week, uh, Monday after Game One, it, it almost feels like the Warriors are leaving the arena tonight in a similar fashion than the Rockets left the arena on Monday night, if you will. A lot of talk about isolation and, you know, not playing with enough force. And it's interesting because, you know, the Rockets looked like a team that was moving the basketball, at least for them, uh, at a very high level and swinging it to three-point shooters and, and, and knocking down shots and the like. Well, the Warriors looked like a team that were going to Kevin Durant in a similar fashion the way that the Rockets were going to James Harden in game one because he was the only guy that was really doing anything for him. So, yeah, you add it all up, uh, and the Warriors will, will take the 1-1 and, and head back to Oracle. But if anything, the Rockets proved tonight 
that they belong in this series. And that was something, you know, we've talked about it a lot coming in uh, that, that I wasn't necessarily going to believe until they proved it to me. Well, they proved it to me and, and the Warriors and the basketball world that, okay, this is going to be a series where they're going to have some fight. One thing I was telling uh, Guru, J.D., after I watch a game like, like tonight, you realize that nobody, nobody knows anything. You know, when, they, <laughs> when, when you think you know what's going to happen, who would have thought that on a night where James Harden goes 9 for 24, 3 for 15 from three-point range, and Chris Paul was, he was okay, 16 and 6, and Houston wins by 25. I mean, nobody had that in their, in their prediction box, if you know what I mean. No, you're absolutely right. And, and the reason it works is because Eric Gordon had 27. Yeah. Six threes. Uh, and P.J. Tucker hit five threes. So you look at it on the night, uh, and you know the Rockets hit a bunch of threes, but five of them from Tucker – six of them from Eric Gordon, and that winds up being a huge difference in the game. Ariza was seven of nine from the floor uh, overall, had 19 points. We, we talked about it in game one. If the Warriors can limit everybody else, they're going to win this series. If the Rockets can figure out ways to, to limit, I mean, Mike D'Antoni called his shot you know, after game one. He said, we can live with Durant from a Rockets perspective right. if we can keep the other guys down. Well, tonight, that's exactly what they did, and it was the Rockets who had a bunch of other guys that looked like playable players uh, in this series. J.D., the Splash Brothers were 3-12 of 12 from deep, and I keep trying to tell Steiny as we watch the game, I feel like the Rockets are not letting them get comfortable out there on the arc, and they're running at them, and when they do get a three, it's almost like they got to rush it did you see any of that? Is that just me or are the Warriors just missing shots? No, the Rockets were much more uh, forceful defensively, mm. without a doubt. They, they played – I mean, it was it, – to me it was night and day, the, the, the energy level, the effort level, the intensity level that, that they played de- on defense. Uh, I also think, you know, some of it's missed shots, but I, I thought, you know, this isn't a game where I file it away and, and look at it and say, well, the Warriors – Ah, the Warriors let up. They got one. They 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 got one in the bag, and and they're gonna fly home, and 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 they feel like they did what they what they came to do. No, this was a game where I think the Warriors wanted it, but I think the Rockets deserve credit for the way that they defended, and that ignited their offense. And Mike D'Antoni really pointed that out. The fact that he thought that the defense and the, you know, forcing the turnovers, although Stephen Curry thought majority of the turnovers were unforced, especially earlier, uh, early in the game, he thought that the defense led to the offense where more people were involved in, in the action, basically. And, and, and almost uh, that, that good karma that we talk about a lot, Matt, where if you make the right play, you make the right pass, you play hard on the defensive end, a few more of those shots fall for you. Well, tonight they were all falling for the Rockets. Uh, throughout the first uh, half in particular and three quarters, really, uh, tonight. Yeah, and you were talking about their defense, J.D., and I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It felt like they were getting all the 50-50 stuff. Uh, and, and the two plays that, that hit home for me were, you know, James Harden's been, been crucified for his defense, but there were two times in the third quarter when the, the Warriors are kind of knocking on the door that he's matched up against Durant, in the mid-post area, does a nice job two times in a row, forces 
a miss and they go up and uh, and get something at the other end and those uh, those are the plays that happened tonight whereas the other night it would have been Curry who makes the steal and then the save and it leads to an Iguodala dunk so it, that part was very similar in a couple guys just have to make some plays here and there yeah, no, I, I think you're exactly right about that. And I think the flip side to that coin as well is the Warriors were a step slow on defense tonight. They, they were on their heels a little bit. Curry and Durant got beat, I thought, more off the dribble. And that helped kind of trigger the, the, the Rockets' offense uh, a little bit. Uh, the Rockets really were able to, to help. Uh, off of Draymond Green, I thought, when the Warriors had the ball. And Draymond kind of had one of those nights where it didn't look like he was fully comfortable you know, shooting the ball or, or knowing exactly what he wanted to do with it when he had it. Uh, and, and you just, you know, it's a rare night where, where he's, you know, six points. And you know, it was kind of him and Iguodala were kind of caught in between. There's games where both of those guys play with a presence and a purpose. And it just kind of seemed like they were they were caught in the wash. Curry wasn't very good from three. Durant did his thing, and then Clay Thompson had a, an off night with eight points, and the Warriors didn't have any of the, the bench contributions from a guy like Nick Young or, or Sean Livingston or anything like that uh, in the game tonight. And you add it all up, and, and it winds up being a 127-105 a victory for the Rockets and an even series now with a, a couple of days off. The Warriors actually spending the night here in Houston tonight, by the way, and then flying home tomorrow no practice tomorrow for the Warriors. They're going to be back at it Friday and Saturday at the practice facility uh, in Oakland. And then the game obviously is going to tip off at 5 o'clock uh, on Sunday afternoon. J.D., thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sure you will be checking in uh, tomorrow to follow up on this one. We got ourselves a little bit of a series. Yeah, and real quickly, because I, I, on Stephen Curry, because uh, I know there's going to be a lot of questions about is he hurt, how's he feeling, whatever. Curry says he's feeling great. Kerr says that injury is not a problem. So unless this is one of those where we find out it was a big problem come July, no need to be panicked about Stephen Curry on the injury front, at least from what people are saying if you want to take him at face value. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, J.D. Travel safe. You got it. All right, John, it. John Dickinson, our 95-7 The Game Reporter, why are we shaking your head? No, because the Steph's not playing bad. He's he's not one hundred percent. Yes, he and is. he's playing against a team. Come on, that the lateral movement do is that. a problem. No, it's don't real. Do. No, he's, it's he's, real. The guy's going to the bucket, finishing on damn near one leg. That's how I really feel. He's not and, hurt. And you it's amazing do that. that he's you this can't effective. Do that. Oh, come on. How 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 did he look uh, against the Pelicans when he came back? Stani, just just watch. See, this is this is like the. Pro- I I'm mean, not making an excuse. I I no, know but, Steph but Curry. It's not an excuse. I get that, but it's it's a it's disbelief that Curry can actually be guarded well and not have a good game without something being wrong. Yeah, I love the word disbelief, but that that's where I'm at. I just feel like a trend is developing, and even if he was hundred percent. 100% Stiney, this would be a tall task to stop this rocket pick and roll. But uh, offensively, he can't get his shot from three. He can't free up from the defender. He had eight cracks at it tonight, one of eight. Everything's rushed. Uh, this will be something we'll follow and watch and monitor closely as the series moves on. 1-1, we got a series. Yeah, we got a series. 
And now we're definitely going to go back to Houston for a game five. Who do you think the pressure is on Sunday? The Warriors, no doubt. Could you imagine? And I'm starting to think now, reverse psychology, are the Rockets going to play, you know, are they going to be in a zone to where they're free? You know, us against the world, which, the you know, the Warriors had the luxury of playing with the first two games. So right. I want to see if the Warriors get tight coming off a loss. Warriors. And Houston has success in, uh, in Oracle. Yeah, they've won games there. It's funny. Uh, I'm think I'm trying to think of the Warriors as tight. It's just it's 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 hard to envision, but maybe maybe so. This it's still it's still early in the series. All right, uh, let me get into Arlo, our sponsor. Uh, so my kids are home alone right now, but I got my Arlo cameras set up. Uh, I've got my Arlo Pro Two. It's a wire free and weather resistant camera you can put them indoors or out guru whoa so if let's say my kids are playing outside i can be in the house or even here at the at the office and i can be seeing what they're doing um they're weather resistant rain or shine you can put them out and they're also adjustable they're sturdy they have an outdoor mount it lets you place them on the walls or the trees uh gives you the best angle to see what is going on? If somebody comes to your door, you can set it up. So that's Arlo Smart Home Security. I would check it out. It'll give you peace of mind. You worry more, you worry less, and you live more. I got that right. It's getting late, but I know that Arlo is great. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.